Hey guys, if this is the first podcast you're listening to of mine, I know it's the first one and you've probably gone to this as the first one to listen to, but this was my first ever one and it's shit. If you want to listen to my best ones, listen to the most recent one. Cheers. Right, how you doing? <laughs> Good, what about you? Amazing. As you were saying about when you went to Wales. Yes. Um, like the massive like man-made river thing. Yeah. Like is it completely man-made? Yes, so it's completely artificial and we can't swim or anything. And we can't even touch the water actually. Cause is it really deep? Yes. I mean, it looks like it is really deep. Uh, I'm not sure if there were fish inside, but anyway, uh, yeah, we're not allowed to touch it. a few goldfish floating past <laughs> and we just launched in some man-made seabed. Yeah, uh, apparently it's really dangerous to touch, uh, I don't know. Does it's it say toxic. like no fishing or no swimming or no yeah, diving like, or whatever? Yeah, they say like your life is in danger or something. Like, wow. <laughs> I got really scared. I was like, okay, we really can't take a dip in there. <laughs> is there like restaurants nearby? Uh, no, there's nothing. Nothing. We found just a few um, people walking, but that's it. Is it literally in the middle of nowhere? It's in the middle of nowhere. There's no internet, nothing. So So literally you just have to like speak to humans, see some animals, <laughs> stuff that no one ever does. Yes, and you need to like download the map, otherwise you just get lost because you don't have any internet. So Is it like a paper map you have to bring? Oh, no, no, no. I just download the Google Maps, you know. Oh, like you, you print it off. Yeah, or wow. you... Um, no, you can just download like you save basically the map on I your phone it, yeah, yeah. so that's that's really cool but you've been to right to yeah yeah weekend, i so. went like last went to wales was probably three years ago my family oh yeah we drove up so you go across the welsh bridge uh-huh. you got to like pay a toll fee or something like that okay did you, did you go across the bridge uh don't remember i'm not sure so there's a massive maybe. bridge that connects it from oh yeah and you yeah. look to the side there's just water yeah. water oh yeah amazing bridge oh we did yeah i don't know and then when we got into wales it was really foggy like it's really like just misty yeah and then we stayed in a, i think it was a premier inn because it was just like rather than traveling all the way okay we just like stayed here and the next morning we went into wales i think we stayed in pembrokeshire okay no it was amazing though yeah like, the walks yeah, like- and the hills and the valleys and the cottage was like in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Kind of like a log fire. It was just amazing. Oh, like, yeah. like countryside. It's nice to be yeah in the countryside and you just feel more connected. Like London just got too many people. <laughs> in London. Yeah, like just people everywhere. I know. It's something that you have to well like first. <laughs> you need to get used to it. And if you're a big city guy, then it's I moved to, to London big. six months ago. Ah, oh, where were you before? I was at home. I've moved back home now. I moved to London six months ago. Okay. And uh, I loved it. It was this type of all over the place, like just big buildings and cities and like loads of fields and stuff. Yeah. I loved it. First time I ever moved out and got independence. Oh. And then um, my rent was as much as I was earning. Okay. So I, so I was literally living off like bird food. Oh like my I was God. literally, my rent was 640, I was making 640. I was like, I have to go back home and reassess yeah. my plan. How? I literally just jumped on, a, on the train and moved out one day. <laughs> How old were you? 27. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I think moving to a big city is always like a big step. So it's like you need to manage your money and everything. So yeah, I literally uh, just used the credit card. I got myself five grand in debt on the credit card. Yeah. And I just paid it off like (laughs) about a month ago. Oh, okay. Yeah. Never again will I ever use a credit card. Wow. Yeah. It's scary. Like (laughs) you can spend it so quick and yet it takes forever. To, to, to pay back because <laughs> like imagine you like earn say a grand a month or whatever yeah and then your rent's like 500 yeah and then your gym membership and your phone membership's like 
200 pounds, you've got 300 pounds left over. Yeah. So if you've got five grand in debt, that's like three, six, nine, 12, 15, 18, 21, 24. That's like a whole year to pay five grand debt. And you can't do anything for that time. Yeah. It's scary, it's, like. I mean, especially in London, it's so, fuck. <laughs> it's so expensive. Yeah, like, you can continue talking. Okay. Yeah, London is like really an, exp an expensive city, so you need to always know what you're putting your money into, like. Oh yeah, like it's so easy just to spend like a load of money on like a bag or something, or because yeah. it's just too easy to just like buy something, and yeah. then you realize how long it takes to actually pay that back, and you realize that you've got to, you can't just keep spending. Or you need to work like 60 hours per week. <laughs> yeah, like. Have no days off. Exactly. Like, you, most people, like, if they work as a waiter. Yeah. Then they literally are going to be working like 50 hours a week just to get enough money to actually enjoy life. Yeah. I know. And it's, it's not, sad. it's not, it's not, it's not living. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If you come to London, you know it's expensive, but you don't want to be surviving here. You want to be living. You exactly. You want to enjoy London and the city, and you want to go out and see like performances, like Rihanna at the O2, stuff like that. Yeah. Stuff that you can not really do if you live outside of London, because it takes yeah. forever to get into London. Yeah, you know? but I feel like it's a city that you need to go to while you're young to build relationships to have experience and it's like it's something that gets you started off really good for life i think oh yeah like no? it teaches you independence coming to london yeah because you've it. got to like learn the tube you've got to navigate the road you've got to go shop yeah so i'm saying you have no choice <laughs> no literally yeah. i used to love like when i lived there the best thing about it was all the food and there were so many places to like there's like Jamaican, there's everything. Oh yeah. But I mean a typical English food. I, I wouldn't say I I wouldn't say I like it that much. For no, some no, no, no. Typical like fish and chips and stuff. Yeah. Boring um, but proper like Asian and like African food. Okay. Do you have much of that? Um Chinese, yeah, but then African never tried. What's your favourite Chinese dish? Um the spring rolls. Spring rolls. Yeah. That's so basic, just like a <laughs> bit of duck and some, I don't know, cabbage wrapped in like this crispy yeah. wontong. Alright, no, then, how's it called? Uh, sweet and sour chicken. This is sweet and sour chicken. Perfect. Do you know what the sweet and sour is made from? Oh my god, no, I want to know. Yeah. Go on. Okay. Do you know what it is? No. It's pineapple juice and corn syrup, hence why it's thick. Oh. And the red colouring makes it red. Oh, they add some colouring. Yeah, so it's like pineapple juice. Yeah. Red colouring. I swear to God, if that thing falls down again. <laughs> um, yeah, that's why it tastes so like sweet and sticky. Oh, and wow. And that's why it's also red. Do you know how to make that? I went online. I, I like to like learn from YouTube and stuff. Okay. And I saw this video online about how it was made. Okay. And it literally was like heating up pineapple juice, putting the corn sugar in, mixing it, adding some like cornstarch. Okay. And um, yeah. It okay. was just really easy. And oh, then, nice. like, to make the chicken, to make the chicken and stuff, well, that's just easy. Like, you just put chicken in some batter. Yeah. And, um, it's there. Well, that's cool. I have to try to cook that then. Yeah, if you go online. Yeah. And uh, look for, like, how to make sweet and sour, sweet and sour chicken. Yeah. Um, then uh, you'll, get, you'll definitely get loads of stuff. Well, that's nice. Sure. And it will change your life. 
cool thank just, you you can make so many like do you ever go on youtube and watch stuff and how to cook and stuff sorry do you ever go on youtube and like learn yeah, how yeah. to cook sometimes yeah if i'm looking to find a recipe or something but i think on instagram i find more instagram. i don't know i just spend more time uh on pages that are related to what i like or to what i'm looking for do you yeah. cook like from scratch most of the time uh yeah definitely um i think i'm specializing in pasta to be pasta. honest <laughs> i just love it so much it's do you, do you um do you like are you about white pasta or brown like do you buy oh, into all that like well, wholemeal that, stuff it's a good question brown i really like brown pasta actually does it taste nice because it's healthier it's healthier and it tastes the same <laughs> i think it tastes the same so I'm not sure you've never tried it. No, no, no. My, my parents have like a lot of brown stuff. Okay. And I'm like, actually, white's healthier. Okay. Because the whole, which is white's whole grain, yeah. is actually, um, do you know what lectins are? No. So lectins are just a, just a sugar molecule which stick to our blood and like spike it and increase our like blood sugar levels. Gluten or. S similar to that type of thing, but anyway, lectins are bad for us. Oh, yeah. And the whole in the, in the grain has the most lectins in. So reason why French people have like white baguettes and mm -hmm. Italians have white pasta and Chinese have white rice is because thousands of years ago they realized this and they took out the whole hence why it's white bread white rice and white pasta because it was the worst for you and now everyone's starting to eat whole stuff mm -hmm. that's also why a lot of people have disease and everyone's getting ill because we're just eating the wrong types of food so you follow that diet of yeah so the whole is actually white. what was the bad part which was taken out and now everything's like whole grain because it's good and uh -huh. that's because it was to do with fiber but it's not the fiber that's in the whole there's like two types of fibers yeah and it's like this fiber is good for you whereas this fiber isn't basically and because they thought it was just like fiber okay. then they thought okay whole fiber must be good and so they introduced it and now everything's like whole grain and whole 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 oh okay actually um it's the wrong type of fiber like they did studies in like africa where they looked at all these people's gut diet and like their bowel movements and they had like loads of specific foods like i don't know sweet potato and stuff like that and their bowel movement was really good yeah and they saw that's because it was fiber and so they looked at like the fiber in grains and was like oh whole has fiber in that must be good it's mm -hmm. the wrong type of fiber oh that's nice i didn't know that so basically whole is uh, actually not good for you okay i mean i feel like there's so many that everything you eat there's always going to be a scientific oh yeah there's study saying yeah. that it's not something's good, good so. something's bad and then like depending on the person and yeah. like their diet and what they had growing up yeah because if, if you have lots of milk growing up then you you can have lots of milk and cheese yeah, you're used to but it if the baby hasn't had much cow's milk then he's probably going to have like a lactose intolerance maybe no? do you agree yeah yeah no definitely i think also that everyone's different and a lot of people are intolerant to many things now or allergic to anything. I feel like, I don't know if it's a trend or something, but... Literally, people are following like food trends and then <laughs> like, because they're not being exposed to like that type of food, Maybe. they're now like, they can't have it. Like I removed bread from my diet for like six months when I moved to London and I used to just live off bread and I suddenly had bread and I had like um, rashes like oh, what's really? like a gluten celiac rash. Yeah. Had rash all down here, all on my elbow. Oh wow. And um, yeah, because I had like, basically quite a lot of bread in a week, which I hadn't normally did. Okay. And um, so. so yeah, if you remove something from your diet and add it back, your body's like, what the fuck is this? Get it out! Oh, wow. It's like, ah! 
Wow, yeah, so it's all about getting used to the food that you eat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, if you're used to eating something, your body can cope, then when you remove it, your body's like, what is this? I don't know how to remove it, and it, like, forgets. Yeah. Oh, wow. But, yeah, a lot of people follow that trend. Like, oh, I want my child to be vegan, I want my dog to be vegan. I'm like, man, just... (laughs) Like, the parents are, like, not allowing their kids to have, like... Choice. Peanuts and just, like bread because it's gluten in it and then yeah. that kid literally is not going to be able to eat anything yeah. because like everything put everything in yeah and growing up when I used to eat food my mum just fed me like everything so now I can have peanuts and milk and stuff yeah I believe that we're not actually supposed to have pretty much any of these foods that we're eating mm-hmm. so when you remove them it's your body resetting itself yeah like mm-hmm. as I said I could always eat bread but it's when I removed it for a long period of time that my body was like I feel fantastic like don't put that in my body again yeah and it's like what is this I thought we stopped eating bread <laughs> and then like get all these rashes and shit well the good thing is that you can like remove all of the bad things everything that kind of poisons your body so the day you get that again your body will let you know that it's not good for you absolutely that's good have you got any allergies um no but gluten doesn't react good on me <laughs> I don't like it so much but so you're half French yeah yeah so growing up you had like lots of bread and like french loaves and stuff yes definitely um cakes and stuff uh crepe uh whatever anything yeah i think we have uh flour everywhere anyway in france and did that like affect you anywhere growing up like the, the gluten and like stuff yes because you can develop ibs yeah, um, yeah which is well also you can have this because of stress which is my case but it's uh really hard because you need to know exactly what to eat there's so m- so much food that you cannot eat so, so talk about the stress thing what, you, what do you mean about the stress thing so i mean everyone de- reacts differently to to stress but <laughs> sorry but um yeah in my case he, he gave me he gave me that he gave me ibs so it's like really how can i say a lot of like stomach pains and stuff oh yeah i used to fart all the time and now i rarely ever fart because yeah? my diet is so pure i've removed kind of dairy and bread i don't literally fart anymore it's incredible yeah i was really? enjoying farting so much it's so funny <laughs> now nothing but you eat meat yeah 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 i don't eat meat as much as i used to i've like chicken okay so like if my mum cooks a dinner uh-huh. it's normally like to be honest <clears throat> on a Sunday with roast dinner, so it's like roast chicken, lamb, beef, or whatever. During the week, it could be like chicken dish or whatever, chicken Kiev. Okay. But actually, I don't actually eat that much meat. Okay. Is it a personal choice then, or have that you? No, just get- because she's cooking the food. I'm okay. not gonna like <clears throat> just like the food, like bring it in. Like, I'm not making it. Like it's your choice. Sometimes it's like vegetarian and stuff. Okay. But don't eat that much meat. Okay. Right. I don't have anything against meat. It's just if it's there, I eat it. Okay. And if it's not, I won't. Like. Yeah. All right. So you just got used to that. Yeah. And, uh, well, that's cool. I mean, if you don't need it, then you don't need it. You know no, exactly. I mean? Like, I'll occasionally go past McDonald's and get a cheeseburger. <laughs> yeah. But it's just like eat when I want to eat. So you like uh, that kind of food too, like Burger King, and McDonald's, and not so much Burger King. Like, there's not actually Burger King like near me anymore. Okay. There used to be one. But it's like McDonald's is just like near. Okay. What do you prefer, Burger so King or McDonald's? Um, burgers at Burger King, fries. Uh, no, burgers at McDonald's and fries at Burger King. So I prefer the burger at, Ma- at Burger King. Okay. But the fries at Burger King and they're different to like McDonald's ones. Yeah, I feel like they're handmade for some reason. Or is it me? <laughs> I don't know. 
don't know, but yeah, they're like the there's like crispy coating on a Burger King one. Yes. Whereas McDonald's is just like all just salt. Okay, so let's just say Shake Shack. Shake Shack. <laughs> What's that? Oh, you don't know Shake Shack? No, what is it? Oh, it's like the best burger place with the best fries with cheese on top. Is it in England? Yeah, here. It's Shake like Shack. Famous. Shake Shack. What's it called? Uh, what, what food is it? Chips? Uh, like burger and chips and stuff. Yeah, definitely. It's that. Where's the nearest one that you've gone to? Uh, Tottenham Court Road, I think. Tottenham Court Road? Yeah. It's really good. They have the best burgers ever. Have you heard of Five Guys? Mm, I think so, yeah, once. I think I didn't like it that much. Oh, five Guys are amazing. Yeah. Oh, I, I know, because it's because I had the ice cream. Probably. The ice cream? <laughs> yeah. Oh, from Five Guys? They do ice cream. Do they? Yeah. The chips are amazing. They are hand cut. Like the yeah. chips, you see like the big bag of potatoes yeah. outside. Yeah. And they actually cut them. Oh. Like there and there. So those chips are literally handmade. Oh, wow. And they're proper like handmade chips. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. And they're cooked cool. in peanut oil. Most chips are cooked in like olive oil or some like rapeseed oil. What? There's so many allergies of peanuts and they do it, they cook it in peanut oil. Yeah. Like obviously people can't, if you don't like. Yeah, they don't have tough, to. Like not can't cater for the whole bloody world. Like yeah. these days. All companies are like trying to cater for every single person, yeah. every food type, every clove type. It's like you can't keep creating because somebody says this or they want that. You need to have like a solid like brand. Yeah. You can't just put anything on the menu and then like some colorblind person comes in and you've got a black and white menu and some blind man comes in. So you've got like a, <laughs> a menu for the blind and menu for the deaf and then a fat person extra like large. You can't yeah. just do that. Like I know. Life's going crazy. Like you can't just somebody says I want this and then you know yeah I mean because everyone is so unique it's hard to you know adapt to everyone in the world but so that's why it's important to have more general things exactly so, yeah I understand it's like it's hard not to offend anyone exactly it's like loads of Europeans are coming over to England oh so we need like a European menu so you add another menu then you got to teach the chefs how to cook these different <laughs> European dishes and then there's some Chinese people come over and you have to have a noodle dish it's like just like stick to the simple menu of like five dishes like yeah. fish and chip, beef burger, scampi. Yeah. People will eat that. Like you're gonna have to have all this other crap. Yeah. If someone doesn't like it or they can't eat it, tough. Yeah. Like and tough. Plenty of other restaurants. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I mean people are coming to taste our food not to feel like home. I mean it's useless to go to the other side of the world to feel like home. Yeah, if I go to like <laughs> China, like Singapore for example, the food markets are incredible. Yeah. They had like all these amazing types of food. Okay. I'm not gonna be like, why have you got fish and chips on the menu? Yeah. What? Why? Like, clearly there's a Brits here. Like, <laughs> rah, rah. like I enjoy their food. Like yeah. once, I, I used to work at Nando's and someone came in. Okay. In Nando's, you know Nando's? Yeah. It's chili, hot chicken, hot spice. Yeah. Some mother and daughter or mother and their child came in and she says, I think it's ridiculous how you've, all your chicken's chili on it. You've not got any like plain chicken. It's like, no, we're not a plain chicken restaurant. We're a chicken restaurant that specializes in chili. Oh, you should have a kid's menu for plain chicken. If you don't like it, fuck off the KFC. There's oh plenty of chicken over there that's plain. Oh, I no hate way. when people make scandals. And, and like they're like, they're standing and like having an argument, like trying to make their point as if somehow, miraculously, there's going to be some plain chicken that yeah. comes out of the freezer. Oh, special occasion for you, madam. No, it's like, yeah, it's I mean, just the way it is. Everyone's like moaning about. People are so rude and I feel like it's uh, so important to be elegant in any situation all the time. I think elegance just changes everything. Elegance means being professional, means having a good 
um, image of yourself. So I hate when people are rude like that. So you know the law of attraction, right? Yeah. So you believe like elegance and, and being positive is like the same thing and it gets you further. Well, you can be elegant and like, how can I say, um, and be a bad, per I mean, being a bad person, like the, you can fake elegance, that's what I mean, yeah. just to attract people and have bad intentions, but you can be a genuine, elegant person. This is, this is pure elegance. Do you believe that um, you can read through someone who's been who's acting elegant but actually is a, is a twat, basically? <laughs> Do you reckon you can see, read through that? Um, I mean, if, you're, you, if you pay attention, if you kind of feel the energy of the person, if you can read the body language and everything, I think you can definitely guess that the person's faking that. Yeah, what, what do you think? Uh, I agree, yeah, I believe that someone's true intentions always shine through yes like you get like an off feeling with someone yeah like what they're saying doesn't match their thoughts yes. as if at any minute if they don't get their plane check in they're gonna snap yeah. like that was fake intelligence fake elegance like they were just being all like oh my daughter's really hungry like you've got any plain chicken I'm really sorry it's a chicken restaurant that's chili on it you know what I mean yeah, but yeah. yeah someone is purely elegant and be like oh no problem do you know any other places nearby oh yes KFC you know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, um, I heard that if you are working and you face rude people, you need to just tell them you have something stuck between their teeth, so they'll be so embarrassed and really? stop being rude. Really? <laughs> yeah. What, so you be like, oh, madam, so you just got some like... Yeah, and then they stop shouting at you. Really? <laughs> they feel like an idiot and they walk out? Yeah. That is great. I, mean, I heard this, I'm it's, not sure. It's like a compliment, but actually it's psychology of, get the fuck out of this restaurant. Wow. <laughs> Maybe. And then they get their phone and they're like, what bastard, he's got nothing in my teeth. Like, fuck. <laughs> Sorry, we're locked, we're, we're closed. Love you! <laughs> yeah, we ha I have to try that and see. Um, but yeah, definitely, uh, the law of attraction is, is all about um, your mindset. You know? When did you first come, come across it? I think when I read The Secret, the book that we were talking about the other day. Um, How old? Sorry? How old when you read The Secret? I think 15. 15? Yeah. Fucking hell, like... <laughs> When I when I became across it, I listened to the audio version when okay. I was twenty one. Okay. But fifteen, if I'd known about it when I was fifteen, yeah. I would be bloody king right now. <laughs> like most people don't come across it, especially like back then. Yeah. Like online wasn't as big as it was. Mm -hmm. So how did you come across it? Like in a library or something? No, my mum read it and then she said, "Oh, you should read it too. I think it would be really good for you." I trusted her and I read it, and I think I felt slightly different after I read it, and I feel like. Uh, every time you watch a film or a book, if you feel different after it, if you feel better as a person, then it means that it, it was a good job, like it was a good one. So your mum believes in like secret law of attraction and stuff? She's really into that, so um, I think, I mean I'm really into that too, I think maybe a bit more than her. But you're into like crystals and like... Crystals, um, that's more my thing I'd say. Yeah, you're <laughs> into that? Yeah, I'm really into that. Um, actually, bought um, bracelets and stuff. Um, so I think each crystal is really, let's say, personalized to you. Like, I don't know, depending on the, the, the problems that you had in life or what you need, um, if you need protection, whatever, or self-confidence, whatever you need, there is a crystal for you. So I used to have like a, a dowser, you okay. know, those little things you swing. Yeah, okay. So I used to believe that I used to bring it with me everywhere. So it would be like, shall I go out tonight? Yes, and I go out. <laughs> Should I get McDonald's? If my gut was saying no, it would be a no. 
I realise that it's my own energy going through my arm uh, into the yeah. If you really it. want to, with you. Because I put I like, hung it on my uh, my ceiling on, yeah. on the light, and it didn't move. Like, so it tells me that it's actually us making that movement based on what we think mm-hmm. the outcome should be. Because I was staring at that, that thing wasn't moving. Yeah, it's like when you have cars and you try to guess what number or what color is going to be. You, you can't because it's, it's you holding the cards. Yeah. So somebody else needs to hold the cards for you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Otherwise, you get too influenced by your own energy. Exactly. So I feel you, yeah. Um, observing a particle, like quantum physics, right? Uh-huh. What you just said, do you know much about that? More or less, depending on... Do so you know how you just said that you get influenced by your own energy? Yes. So uh-huh. the outcome of like, so the quantum quantum physics, like the double slit experiment, whatever, if, it, if you're expecting that thing to go there, like you shoot a particle, expecting it to go like where it goes, if I'm throwing a ball at the wall, I expect it to go there. Yeah. But then when like you look at the ball, yeah. the ball like just splits into like loads of mini like ping pong balls and it goes everywhere. Uh-huh. And then when I stop looking at it, it goes back to where I initially wanted it to be. So you just said about how when you observe something, like your own energy can interfere yeah. with the outcome. Yeah. So yeah, um, that the results that you're going to see, maybe you will see it the way you want to see it. Yeah, exactly. Like it, it changes based on your perception of what you want. Like yes. If I'm looking for the fact I've got a gluten tolerance, yeah. I'll be like, every time I eat bread, waiting for that big fart or something like. So definitely it's like when you want to feel sick and you can make yourself sick just by by the way you think absolutely so that's crazy you're like oh my god i'm sick i'm sick in the end you're really sick your body thinks you're sick because exactly. you think you're sick i mean before you know you're booking booking off work booking off you know because you're sick but you created that in your own head yes all because you you can like if i eat chicken i don't think it's cooked i literally make myself sick, sick to tell myself that that wasn't cooked and i'm a twat for eating it yeah if i just eat it and go back my day I forget I even was looking at that <laughs> stupid bit of chicken. I know. I mean. But also like when you meet someone and you know they have qualities and they have so many things that you that are not so good, you know? So you just you just if you want the person to be a certain way you're gonna be like, Oh he's so good, um he's so nice exactly. but actually he's not nice, he's just so innocent or naive and <laughs> but you don't you don't want to believe that. So you're making that person have a personality that you are deciding. So one of the things recently right now that I'm becoming more and more aware of is that we literally see what we want to see. There's literally two dimensions to everything we see. Like you can you can see that that way or that way. Oh, the It's not just like one way. Yeah. Because you can see the same thing in two different ways or lots of different ways to me. And so based on like what I am hoping the outcome will be, it changes the outcome. Like it's really incredible. Like we see what we want to see in life. So, are you saying that every perception is subjective and objective? Yes. Okay. It's not just one or the other. Like, if I'm in a room full of brown and there's loads of red as well, if I'm just focusing on the brown, I won't see the red. Yeah. And if I'm focusing on the red and you say, how much brown was there? I'll be like, oh, well, I don't know. <laughs> there wasn't any, but there's brown. It's like people can see colours in their head. Like, you yes. see purple and I see green or whatever. It's not just like, that is blue and that's it. It's just like subjective and objective, like whatever is whatever you want to see so doesn't it i mean i don't know doesn't it makes you like change like think a lot knowing that every one sees things differently so nobody will ever know how it looks like from an outside thing let's say out of your body essentially <laughs> everything that is outside was created by one person's vision so one person came up with the idea of this yes but that was 
him and his brain in terms of what he sees in his, which is different to what you see in here. I could see the colour blue and you could see it as gold. Yeah. But if you created this before the other person did, this might have been a different thing because it was that was his vision. And if you created it, your vision will be different. Oh, it's like it's like the dress, the golden. Yeah, exactly that dress. And like Laurel, the, remember yes. the sound thing? What was the other word? Laurel and what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yenny, Laurel, Yenny, Laurel, Yenny. It's exactly the same thing. The dress. They see gold. You see blue. It's like, well, how can you say that's gold? That's blue. Which tells me that half the world see. Well, people just see things different. Yes. It's not just this or that. Everyone is literally built completely different. Even though we're human, got four legs, and we like watch TV. Our brains are different, like, yes. to think somebody could have been colourblind their whole life, but they're not actually colourblind, it's just that that was what all they always saw. Like, uh -huh. imagine being taught this is blue at school, yes. and actually you see colour red, but to you that's not red, that's just, but what version of blue is, you know what I mean? So that's quite I mean, amazing. It's like, well, okay, so if you were born colourblind, are you really disabled? Because you're disabled compared to other people. Exactly, that's the point, so. no, 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 you're not. Yeah. Because that's compared to the norm, who think that's blue, yes, disabled, disabled to differentiate colour. Yeah. But that's not disabled. Like, we go around the whole world, every human being, there's eight billion of us. Yeah. So just because everyone in England sees that as blue, you go to like someone in the jungle, like some tribesman, he doesn't even know what colour is. It's like, what yeah. does he see? So no, not disabled. Maybe to like the majority, but no, absolutely yeah. not. That's, you know. Yeah, same. If you're a woman with one leg, you wouldn't be disabled if everyone had one leg as well. It's exactly. Like <laughs> yeah, like... Crazy how we decide that uh, other people are disabled just because they have something less than you, but maybe you have something less than them. Exactly, like someone who's really, is. really smart, who can like do th like maths really quick, um, is like really smart compared to um, people who can't. Yes. So are these people disabled, the ones who can't do maths quickly, yeah. compared to him? Well, he might think yes, because he's able to do that. Yeah. And these people are disabled to do the, the maths stuff quick. Yeah. But then he's got one leg, and you've got two legs, <laughs> so you're disabled to walk. So there's like no real concept of disability. Disability, because yeah. it, it doesn't. If you compare, yes, able, disabled, disease, at ease, you know, left, right, black and white, whatever. Um, but no, you need a comparison in order to say someone's disabled to do something because it means that they have to be able or someone else is able. But that just seems doesn't exist. So, because you know, it's interesting. One day I told myself, what is a comparison for, really? What, what is it for? Compar. To, to compromise something. Compromise. 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 No, comparate. <laughs> Spell it. Um, no, like comparison. Nope, I don't know. A comparison of something, you, when you compare. Oh, comparison. <laughs> comparison. Comparison. <laughs> I was looking for it, sorry. Maybe it's comparison. So comparison, yeah. So in order for like, you know, like, negative, positive. Yes. How do you know someone's negative? You need, you need to know somebody positive. Well. You need, you need like, you need both. But why would you want to know the person's negative or positive? Why would you want to know someone's tall or small? Why? No, I'm sorry, you need a comparison. So you need something of like, if to say that person's small, you need to see tall people. To say that that person is um, smelly, you need to be able to smell somebody who's not smelly. Like, to know that person's negative, you need to be around positive people. So that's the comparison. You need like, like that person with one leg, you need to see people with two legs in order to know, in order for there to be a comparison. 
Yes, but same. If you compare me to someone who's tall, I'll be small. If you compare me to someone who's smaller than me, I'll be tall. So every time you compare, it's not is so relative. It's never. Oh yeah, yeah. See, it's relative to. Yeah, exactly. So it's all circumstantial. Yes. That's another powerful thing I keep using at the moment. Circumstantial. Okay. It's not just that. It's not just like that. It's circumstantial. Okay. It's like depending on what's there, who's there, changes the outcome. Yes. Of of, of what you're searching for. No, that's true. So what I mean is, what's the point of saying? Of, let's say if you compare me to someone who's tall, what's the point of saying that I'm small, for example? The point is that there's no such thing as small or tall. It's just, it just is what it is. So basically, it would be useless to describe people, or exactly, yeah. Like in order, like that person's male, based. Okay, so penis. That person's female vagina. Okay, that's you know, you need a comparison. Like, but really. If you didn't have that comparison and you were around men all the time, yes, you wouldn't know like that vagina wouldn't yeah. exist. That's just <laughs> going to be what it is. Same if you're around a load of pigeons with like two wings, then that's normal. But then another pigeon comes along with like another bird comes along with like four wings or like four legs. Yeah. Now that's a comparison. <laughs> like that's a weird pigeon. Well, no. If you go to that country it came from, they've all got like four legs. Yeah. So now you're the weird pigeon. Yeah. Okay. So. Okay, so comparing everything helps you to like be more precise yeah. and know who you're talking about or what you're talking about. It's almost so. like we've come from small different tribes. Yes. Everyone's come from a small tribe, like people in different countries, people from the countryside as opposed to the city. These are like groups of people, they used to sing this type of way of lifestyle. But if you go there, that's different to there. And if they come here, there's no... This thing about circumstantial means that you're out... What you're thinking is based on what you already know. Yes. Yeah, that's true. That's nice. Well, imagine, I mean, a, imagine a Chinese person gets adopted. No, no, an English person gets adopted to a Chinese family. Uh-huh. The person goes over there and is exposed to like all these different types of oils and foods and fats and cultures and stuff. He comes to England and he can't have stuff like fish and chips because he's just that's all he's ever known is all those high these different types of food in China yes but then he came from this family so how come all of his friends and family can eat this but he can't again it's because of what he was exposed to out there circumstantial yes well, yeah so are you saying that like if you get used to something your whole life you wouldn't bear being faced with something you've never seen before one more time <laughs> Are you saying that, like, if you get used to something your whole life, you, you couldn't stand facing something you've never seen before? Yes, yeah, so basically, like, imagine, um, imagine you're like a wild deer on alert for, like, a, a lion, right? No, for example, like, birds are flying around, they're scouting the area for, like, bread or a, a mouse to find food, and then they come down and swoop. Yeah. I notice if I just put a piece of bread on the grass in my garden, that bird somehow knows that that wasn't there, few minutes ago when it was flying so it knows that the surroundings have changed yeah there's now a white bit of bread on the garden so options are is it food is it what is it so it will go down and take the bread it knows that that surroundings has changed okay so to your question which was <laughs> could you could you stand something that you have never get got used to before like so if you're used to seeing things a certain way and all of a sudden it changes, then it's going to like affect the brain, like it suddenly gets confused, like 
there's a bit of bread there like that means there's a human that's put it there maybe he's trying to get me or if a wild deer is scared he's going to be attacked by like a lion he's going to be on high alert for like things moving or things that aren't in place like maybe something's changed because which tells the, the wild deer that um no 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 it tells it tells them that okay something's um something's happened like there's a lion there because that that hole wasn't there or there's a footprint and it's like shit that wasn't there before yes no 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 <laughs> yeah so circumstantial meaning we are used to what we're seeing yes. familiar so what i mean is that if you're being lied to your whole life the day you find out the truth i mean is it good for you to find out the truth or is it going to change your life forever if you take that opportunity as a way to grow as a person and to better your life in general once you like hear that truth that maybe is really horrible for you if you change your life completely then you'll go into like a new frequency like a new vibration of like feeling and happiness whereas if you hear that and you just stay in that negative pattern and hate the world and oh he's a cunt or oh, I don't know no, no. then you, it's just gonna make you more toxic more negative you're gonna want to take people down more whereas if you take that as an opportunity to change completely and, and get truth from everyone and everything and like forgive yourself and forgive people then it is a great it's a great time to oh yeah but I mean for example in the Vatican you know they yes. have a library Italy? yes I mean, yeah. <laughs> so they have a, a library with a private part where nobody has access, you know, with some books that we are not allowed to read. Really? And I've always been fascinated to know what was inside. And I found out somehow that there were some secrets about um, religions and the story of religions and things that we humans are never supposed to know about. Like, that if we found out the truth, it would literally change our lives so much. Literally, it's like the secret. Like, if everyone knew the secret, then, yes. um, then everyone will be free. Well, free or, or I don't know if they will be able to, let's say, survive, to stand the truth, because it's just so huge. Literally. To find out that you've been lied to your whole life. So what my question was, sometimes when the truth is just so huge, is it just better not to know it? Again, yeah, if it's like, would you rather not know your dad isn't your dad if you still love him regardless? Yes. I'd rather not know. But for example, if I was in an unhappy state of mind and I found out my dad wasn't my dad and I went to find my real dad in another country and it was like with amazing people, amazing nature, by the beach, lots of love, more family I didn't even know I had, yeah. then that's a positive, that's come from not knowing. So now I've got all these new amazing people in my life, which is actually a good thing, even though finding out it wasn't my dad was kind of a bad. So again, every negative, it's okay to embrace it as long as you get more positives. But if you just like balance it up, one negative, and you stay there, I'd rather not know. I mean, you cannot know the truth before, as you said. You, you cannot know it before. How could you know you would, you would have had such a good family? And exactly, like everything, you, we are made up of like the past, yes. the situations and circumstances and actions, whatever. And you don't know how it would have been if things were different. Yes, definitely. All right, that's good. So that's how you, let's say see life in the way that you since since you don't know you always let the future come to you be so yeah, very open like, so to I, I am always present okay as in i'm always aware of what is around now 
knowing that at some point this will be the past yes. when I'm in the future which is the present <laughs> yes. which means that the actions now when you look back are going to be the past and if the past created you then right now it's going to impact me at some point in the future which is also the now so do you believe in present do you think it really exists oh yeah so like like, like time it's a man-made thing the sun just the, the earth spins the sun comes up the sun goes down that just that's just the same cycle um, past present future that's just man's way of saying something that happened a few days ago versus something that happened um, that's something that's gonna happen in the future yes they're just names to define another cycle of this of, of the sun well you see I feel like there's no present just because everything that's happening is already gone by the time I finish speaking it's it's in the past yeah, already yes yeah absolutely yeah so really that's a concept of man like present is not thinking about t imagine days you got today's Wednesday that's present past is Monday and the future is Friday again as you're saying the present's gone after this word but when you look at it in bigger picture futures Friday Wednesday's now yes then it is present but really it isn't it's just animals just we're just animals migrating and moving and going off to find food find, finding a mate finding water so for present if you want present to really exist you need to take a bigger amount of time let's say to say okay this is present today is present you know because if you're talking in seconds then each second is already yeah then going, it's not present so. but if you take like the bigger picture like a present is within a minute yeah. then yeah this is present until like the minute runs out <laughs> really everything is just like man-made it's so scary to i mean time is just so scary it's like a star they're so far from us that maybe it's dead already but you can still see it until the light gets to you oh yeah like when you see a shooting star that, that died out like it could have been it could have been years ago yeah it just suddenly you can now see it or it was just burning slowly like it's just a rock that's sort of just floating and burning out so there's no reason why it has to go like really quick yeah like it could have like just been like, for ages yeah i mean just in the universe i think there is a time i'm not sure but i think there's time going on like through the whole universe like i i i, I couldn't know how to explain it but it's like um i'm not sure if at the end of the universe you come back to the beginning you know what i mean because it's so big and I'm not sure if it goes in a circle or the shape of the universe. <laughs> so it's like, take away time and like anything and just look at it like the sun is just a big ball of fire and it spat out like, spat out some molten lava which cooled and became a rock and it started to float and then eventually it just became an <laughs> earth and then life grew on it <laughs> eventually when we get too far away from the sun it will all freeze it will all die off or you might get too hot and then we'll all die off and eventually this will just suddenly just become dust it will just like just fall down go back to dust and you're just left with a rock so and then and then and then if it, the circumstances change in the future where it's not too cold not too hot life will begin again so this thing about do you get to the end and come back not literally where you like keep driving and then you end up like come back around but in terms of like how everything evolved in the first place yeah of course if it could die then it could be reborn yes but so do you do you think that one day science will be so advanced that we will be able to go back in time again if you think of time as a man-made thing 
you're saying that you can change the outcome of of what you did in the past so it means that I could come back and change this that's not possible so how can you say that time is a man-made thing if you time was there before men arrived so time is a clock yeah time is a clock the clock symbolizes when the sun is going to be rising versus when the sun's going to be setting yes so it's just like an average time of okay if this clock says three I know there's going to be no light in say six hours time so that's man-made. You go back further, but it's apes in a jungle, eating a banana, getting up when the sun comes out, hunting, and then when the sun goes down, because we can't see shit anymore, go to sleep. But I mean, so what, what I don't get is that you say that time is a man-made thing, but before we arrived, trees were, you know, um, dying and growing, and there were animals and insects, and time was... You know, the clouds were moving and Okay, so if you look at like the clock time, then that's like man-made. But if you look at understanding what time is, is that things happen over... Oh, yeah. Things happen over... Things evolve. I suppose the word is evolve, evolution. Uh-huh. Evolution is time. Yes. As in trees grow, trees die, animals grow, animals die. But the clock itself is man-made. Okay. It's like that, that time is reading. man-made. Okay, you're talking about reading the time. And yes, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. But over, over time, yes. it's called evolution. But then it's like the calendar. We made it so we could know where we are in time, but a year could have been three days. Who exactly. says? And one like hour. In terms of the universe, this cycle is just the same. It's the sun, the moon, the sun, the moon, the sun, the moon. Whether it was a billion years ago, last Christmas, four Christmases ago, uh-huh. our grandparents' day, it's still the sun, sunset, sunrise, sunset. So that calendar simply just doesn't exist. It just comes together as one. So what would have happened if we didn't invent the clock and the calendar in the years, in the days? We would just get up and trade and hunt until uh, the sun, sun goes because we can't yeah. see. I feel like everything would have been just so different. And it would be, everything would be present. So there'd be none of this stuff like, I'm going to see you on next Wednesday. It would just be... I'll see you Wednesday. On when, oh, it, would be, it would be Wednesday, but that wouldn't exist Wednesday. It would just be, if you're there, I'd, put, I'd set up the tripod. Yeah. Because you'll be there, that'll be present. So there'll be no booking up like next Thursday. But then like you probably wouldn't have even been there. It's, it's funny how, for example, animals and, and humans are both able to communicate between each other. However, we, we have the ability to talk about time, to talk about tomorrow and yesterday, and animals cannot do that. I have actually thought about that. You like, know? What does my dog think? Like, he's just getting up when we get up, <laughs> going for a walk, eating his food, having fun, going to sleep. Yeah. Like, to us, he'll die when he's, like, 15, but to him, it was just getting up, going for a walk, getting fed. Yeah. It doesn't exist to him. It's a herb, but yeah. Yeah, in the way that, let's say, they can like tell another animal that there's a danger somewhere, but they can only talk about what's happening at the moment, right now. Yeah, like, they, they don't know what, they don't know that, that tomorrow to them doesn't exist. Yes. It's just, it won't be like, oh, if I see you tomorrow on my walk, I'll, I'll sniff your ass, because they sniff each other's ass, you know what I mean? <laughs> or, oh, if I see you on my walk, then we'll get a bone together. It's just like, oh, I recognise you. I, I smelt you the other day, <laughs> and then and then they make the most of that moment. But is he thinking, yeah. what if I see him next week? No, because he doesn't know what next week is. It's just I recognise you. Yeah, uh, I mean, I don't know. A lot of people say that animals are less intelligent than humans, which less. I yes. 
which I totally don't agree with. I just think that they don't need our intelligence. Yeah, so intelligence <laughs> is different it. form. Like you've got survival intelligence, you've got textbook intelligence, you've got yes. So yeah, their intelligence of like instinct and danger that and, and love have. and nurture and understanding when we're upset. Yes. Far more intelligent than a human. A human doesn't even know like when the wife's upset, for example, like. You just some it's, it's alright it's like um, something wrong no I'm fine oh she's fine does she look fine to you like we can't people can't see that body language like your wife's clearly upset yeah as a dog we'll just be like he, yeah they like, uh. pour on you but yeah um, and there's textbook intelligence where the dog's never going to read a book ever yeah it doesn't know what quantum physics is and no but that's what I'm saying the people that say that they're less intelligent than us say that oh yeah but animals cannot build uh, buildings they cannot um, understand maths and stuff I'm like well they don't need it they live in nature they don't need to understand maths they don't need all of that you know again that's the same so. circumstantial like politics you need one in order for this to be the other it's like intelligent or not intelligent you just say what's intelligence in the first place that person disabled with one leg well if I go to another country with kangaroos for example they've all got one leg so you need like it is everything circumstantial yeah. Nothing is nothing is just one. Nothing is what it is. Yeah. Everything is multiple. It's like the Einstein's quote that says that everyone's intelligent, but if you make a fish believe not if you ask a fish to climb a tree, he will spend his whole life thinking he's stupid. It's the same thing. I mean if we create our own things we will be good at it because we created all of this ourselves. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So it's circumstantial to man and what yeah. man has already created. Yeah. Yeah, you take it all away. There is just <laughs> nothing. Yeah, that's right. Just grass, trees, ocean. Yeah. That's it. So do you feel this connection with animals? Oh yeah, I yeah. love animals. Yeah. I literally want to far with animals. Really? Sheep, cows, alpacas, horses, ducks. To eat them? No, not to eat them. <laughs> They'll be my friend. I mean, I might eat eventually, but um, we'll eat the eggs and the chickens. But just a place where I can wake up in the morning and all these animals are waiting for me to like feed them. Yes. Amazing. Just go and feed them, and they like they show such love. Yeah. What I like about animals that I don't feel that about humans is that they, they cannot. They they don't have the ability to judge you. So to look at you and be like, oh my god, you look awful today or oh, I don't like how you're dressed or whatever. They just see you as, oh, hello, you're a living thing like me. Yeah. Tickle my chin. It's true. Yeah. But they don't know whether someone's fat, ugly, makeup, no makeup, Italian, Portuguese. They just see it as, hello. Yeah. You've got some food? If not, it's <laughs> off, you know. I know. I think they're so smart because, for example, they can feel things that most humans cannot feel. They know when it's going to rain. They can feel the earthquake coming. They can feel when you're sad they they feel everything you know what um, do you know what a binaural beat is no binaural beats so like doo. so everything in nature vibrates at say 528 hertz right okay. animals will um vibrate at 528 hertz because they're in nature okay. and if everything is in harmony already animals mm -hmm. can think when it's going to rain or become aware when it's going to rain as you right. said humans because we're in an office full of negative people all the time we're on our, we're just unhappy, so our energies are low, our, our vibrations are low. We're stressed, we're watching TV. Our energies are low, so we're not vibrating at, say, what nature is. So we're unable to tune into, like, whether it's going to rain or not, because our energies are low. Make sense? So, okay. 
So you think that if we were born and we grew up with animals, we would behave differently? Yeah, absolutely. If we were, like people say, if you study animals, you understand humans. Yes. So yeah, if we grew up with animals, we'd have more compassion, we'd have more empathy, we'd be able to love easier, we'd have to eat all the time. Yeah. All the stuff that man struggles to do now, it's because we don't have enough of the nature and the animal stuff. Uh-huh. Wow. We're just too around humans all the time, driving each other crazy. And look at an animal, it just wants you to like, love him, like just tickle him. Yeah. Like how happy is your dog when you just tickle its chest? And you feed him. He doesn't need anything else. So it would change maybe your personality. I mean, do you think your personality is is really true to yourself, like to your mind and to how you were born? Or is it just influenced by your culture, about what your parents taught, your education and everything? Absolutely. Personality is influenced by thoughts and environment. So the environment and thoughts which are made up of the environment, so people, what you see. So if you're around with, with animals all the time in nature, you'll have a great appreciation for nature. Yeah. Whereas if you're around people trying to attack you all the time then you're going to become like resentful to people and that'll make up your thoughts which makes up personality yeah. like persona personality is the person based on like what you're exposed to uh-huh. yeah I mean I think that there's the true deep real personality that that comes from like your soul and your real energy um, and then that there's the extra personality that was built with um, I don't know your Uh, your culture and everything so like for example if you grew up in a family of musicians and you don't like music you you maybe you've tried but you still don't like it I feel like this is your real personality because maybe if they try to get you to like it you never did know what I mean yeah so based on that do you believe that if you're exposed to something early enough Uh that that will make your personality or that that means personality the factors are uncontrollable like if you're with a family who've always had music and like noodles and stuff technically you should always be able to have noodles and then if you move to France you can eat bread but you're saying that noodles will always be like the foundation of your personality but if for example your your parents have taught you music from an early age and you just don't want to do music that means that it's nothing to do with like your environment of thoughts and it's to do with something like unknown yeah so I think you know, as I'm growing up and I'm becoming an adult, I learn that it's really that becoming an adult is there's something that you need to do. Is is like taking the time to be as objective as possible, to remove all of the extra, to unlearn all of the extra things that people taught you or life taught you that are not really true to you. It could be political advice or just advice about anything or education, uh, like. Uh, how you behave, things that are not true to you, you know what I mean? To unlearn all of those bad things that, that you are not you, really. When I suddenly learned the secret, yeah, it basically was saying that what you've learned growing up was, was there. You didn't have a control over that. Uh-huh. You just absorbed it. What your parents said, what your family members said, what the doctors said. You just listen. Like When you're that age, you listen to what your parents say. So the doctor says this, the parent says that, the teacher says that. You just listen. And that makes up who you are. Yeah. But that's just what they said. So yeah, I had to go back and undo everything. But that was nonsense what the doctor said about how disease exists and the teacher says you should get a, get a job nine to five and, and your parents say don't eat that because it's been on the floor. It's like, well, we, we came from the like, jungle. Like, yeah. 
it's not going to harm, harm me. Yeah. So yeah, we made up all this bullshit that people taught us. You just have to undo it. And that's basically why. So that makes up who we are. Yeah. And then when you like remove all that, you free yourself. Yeah. Because yeah. then you can truly find who you are, which is like where you came from, like the foundation of family and stuff. Remove all that nonsense you've taught. And that's when your energy like increases. Okay. So what, it, what is for you being an adult? How do you know you have become officially an adult? Do you feel like an adult yourself? So I'm basically a child, right? I'm, I'm very <laughs> intelligent. Of course I'm an adult. But I believe that we never truly become an adult, nor are we a child. We are, we are dependent until we are independent. So we, we, it's all circumstantial. If you have, if you're a 50 year old man and you've got a child, you're going to be like on your hands and knees. Hello, what's that? It's a Lego piece. Yeah, broom, broom, broom. You become that child that he was, right? He's an adult. He's a businessman. He runs a company, but he's um, he's now speaking to that child like like he is a child. Yeah. But he's supposed to be an adult. I believe that we 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 change our per personalities based on circumstances so if you've got to be professional in a business room you'll be professional but if you've got kids then you could be immature and laugh about farting and stuff yeah. just like when you're a child so the child is, is is in everyone it's just whether we choose to show that side of it so if you work in a crash for example then you can always be that child okay. and you might not be able to be mature with adults yeah but if you're a CEO person you lose your childness in you because you're serious all the time Okay. You're just all like that serious, but really that child is in all of us. It's yeah. just we choose when to show it. Okay, so you think everyone has an inner child then? Like we we never lose that. Like it's not that we have it. We were that child okay. of immaturity until our parents said not to do it, and then we learn as you get older in the real adult world, in offices and business meetings, in restaurants. You can't do that what you did. Okay. But it doesn't mean that you can't choose to do it. Or if you were at home, your children flicked food at you and you can flick it back and have a food fight you become a child again we, we are just that person it's just circumstances dictate whether you should be like this or not so am I an adult I can choose to be an adult but I prefer just being a child having fun not caring yeah so for you we all become adults because we are forced to or because we, we are we willing suit to? the narrative of society yeah so you have to grow up grow up will you grow up like okay so what's growing up not acting like that okay so you need a comparison to say why that's immature and childlike as opposed to adult yeah. so you need the comparison okay so when you're a child you do this you flick food you're an adult don't flick food but again that's about the circumstances you need a comparison yeah all right so i mean i feel like there's child and child and there's adults and the adults in the way that or teenager and teenager in the way that each part of life has their good things and bad things. I don't know if it makes sense. So yeah. like if you're a child, you might be immature, but you have like so much curiosity. You're so innocent. You're not scared of anything. So you know what I mean? There's child and child. Yeah, yeah. So some people might not become an adult. So they might not mature enough to be adult-like. Yeah. So yeah. Some people can mature more, some people might not. Okay. But whether they mature or not, yeah. that child is still in them. Okay. They can just choose to like bring it out. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah. I mean, I feel 
there are so many kids that are how can I say advanced not advanced but like super mature super early what, what do you think it means and where, where does it come from I think a lot of the time it's to do with parents if you've got like strong independent parents who teach your child at a young age to be strong and independent compared to dependent people and dependent children in the classroom then that person's going to be more independent than the other children who are dependent and do you think it's a good thing for a child to be independent at such an early age I think in life every animal its job is to teach its offspring to be independent every bird feeds the worm to the chick until the chick can survive yeah. jungle men they're literally hunting for food for fish when they're like two three years old uh -huh. okay so i can't hunt for fish until i'm 15 that's because society says that this is the age where you start to cook your own food yeah but in, in jungle days these children are hunting for fish at like two three years old they're getting honey out of the bees nest so that's two years old yeah. so if the aim is to be independent in life everyone who's like maturing at an early age it's not a bad thing it's no. just comparing to like society they're just really advanced but in terms of life life is about being independent it's not about depending on the government and mortgages and banks and people it is about independence so but i mean that you don't really enjoy your childhood if you're so you know worried about being independent that i agree yeah but then like <laughs> what is childhood again you need to see you, in order to know this is childhood or not or I didn't have a childhood you need to be taught that doing this is part of your childhood it's like you need to you can't long for something you can't long for a father if you've never had a father in your life it's just your mother was just both like she was making the dinner she's picking you up from school so you don't know what it's like to have a father you don't know what it's like to miss a father if you never had one that child doesn't know what child childhood is unless it sees people children playing so, I, okay, so you cannot miss something that you've never had, are you saying that? Yeah, 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 you can't miss it if you've never had it. So yeah, if he's told that's childhood, playing around, whatever, and he's mature reading books and like in his bedroom at home, then he might long for that like childhood stuff. So yeah, that could cause issues, the fact that he didn't have what's called a childhood because he matured earlier. I agree, that would cause issues. Wow. But in terms of the bigger perspective, you get past that, and you're the one who has a more sufficient life of independence. These people are weak, dependent on, on everyone. They get ill, depending on the doctor, schools, banks, mortgages, people. And they're weak, they have a shitty life. As this person, he might have not had this like childhood yeah. compared to other kids, but he's often like got a good job, good money, good house, he can travel when he wants, he's strong, he's independent, he's healthy. Okay. So you, so you sacrifice one and get the other. Okay. But not because you chose to, it's just, that's just the way it is. All right, and that, did that happen to you in the way? Did you think you made sure it's super early? Yes. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. So I've always like had my own perception of the world and what's right. Why should I or should not be doing this? Everyone else just follows the teacher. And if the teacher says it's wrong, why are you doing that? That's wrong. Why is it wrong? Tell me why it's wrong. Again, comparison. That's only wrong because the teacher says it's wrong. It does not wrong or right. I'm just doing that. Yeah. So yeah, I was extremely mature growing up. My father taught me everything from an early age, whereas most parents' fathers didn't because they didn't have the father figure or the father was retarded, like just thick. So I matured very early and I became out of sync with the rest of the people. Okay. I look back now, there it's awful because you want to fit in and be normal. When you look back, you realise, okay, the fact that you're not following those patterns means that you'll have an alternative life of happiness. And you look back at all these people at school, just shitty old 
get a mortgage, get a flat, rent, go to work, wake up, miserable, sad lives. It's not actually a bad thing, even though then it is, it seems like it's a bad thing. Okay. Wow. It's funny how, I mean, you know that you're forced to like go to school and then so work. So glad these children are pissed off, by the way. <laughs> so noisy. <laughs> yeah, they left now. Oh, now the birds are tweeting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, you know how you're like forced to, I mean forced, yeah, to study and work to pay bills and then you're retired and everything. Do you feel like all of this is necessary in the way that, don't it's you think? an owl, by the way. Okay. Just let you know. Go on to do. Okay. Do you think that um, if we all lived in the jungle, we would be happier without this? If you all lived in the jungle? This. Yeah. 100%. Yeah? 100%. If you took away phones, TVs, we lived in the jungle, natural sunlight, nature, animals, <laughs> oxygen, we'd all be so happy. Do you think we would be happier than with technology? Well, again, you don't know what happiness is unless you've had it. So, unless you've been in the jungle and you compare how you feel compared to how you feel with all this technology and shit, yeah, you could say, I feel better then as opposed to now. Would we be happier? Well, like, what is happiness? It's about feeling in harmony with, like, yourself, Everything, which is nature. Yeah. So, therefore, by default, if you're in the jungle, you will feel happier. Okay. Okay. But yeah, if we were all in the jungle, we would be all, we'd all be smiling, singing and dancing around the campfire. We'd all be like eating food. That's, we'd all be sharing yeah. our food. None of this, fucking give me that like, selfish prick. Like we'd be sharing our food because it's just what you do. Like, Yeah, that's how I imagine things as well, because I feel like this is where we come from. And at the same time, I tell myself that thanks to technology, we're able to know things that are happening on the other side of the world that we have no idea. You know what I mean? or you can learn how to sing by watching videos. I'm like, if, if we were living in jungle, I would have never known. Nobody would have told me that. Yeah, and, uh, and like most of the time, you would work to that yourself anyway. Like singing, you just naturally become, you can sing by making noise and you become in harmony with the other people singing with you. Yeah. And all of a sudden you can sing, which is just being in harmony. And um, what's the other thing you said about? Um, that you can like learn things that are happening on the other side oh yeah, you can know, teach things. You wouldn't know that even existed. Like, how do you make a boat? Well, jungle people—they were making boats themselves. Just chop down a tree, they worked it out themselves. So the thing will be dumber. <laughs> yeah, like it might, might take longer for them to evolve and learn how to make the boat. Yeah. Whereas if you go on YouTube, you see like straight away, you know, dig out the middle of the the tree trunk. Yeah, they could. Le we could learn it, but over time they'd work it out themselves. But I feel like technology is okay bad in many things and toxic in many things but i feel like it helps to, us to communicate with each other you know what i but mean again is it because of social media and online that we have left our tribes so we've gone abroad we've mm. moved across the world so it's like yeah it's caused so much shit, but it's made us connect but yeah. it's because of online and digital stuff that our families have moved away that yeah we can connect but it's because of this bloody social media anyway they fucked off to that country does that make sense? So you, you, man has created a problem and found a solution to a problem it created. Well, then everything's good then. <laughs> fix their own problem. If you see technology as a problem. Do you think technology is, is worse or good? I think both. I think both. I think it's good in so many things. Do you think it's a blessing or a curse or what more? Is it but more of a blessing or more of a curse? None of them. I think both of them exactly. It's I think equal. It's I think so. It's as toxic as as useful as it is. You I, know what I, mean? I agree. It has so much toxic and it's got so much good yeah. that it's like, if it didn't even exist, where would we be? Like, 
just in a country house with a log fire yeah playing a board game <laughs> i think yeah that we, we we lost so many values of life or i don't know playing outside uh, in the garden instead of just being on your phone all day yeah, like people are like just going for a walk and looking at the trees makes you feel so good yeah and people are on their phone looking at bloody trees on instagram they're literally <laughs> looking at a post of a tree that someone took on a walk thinking oh that's nice get off your sleepy phone look at that tree <laughs> like, you know what I mean I know um, so I think now that we have technology in our lives we should be told from a young age how to use it in a good way you know it's important to know how to not to get influenced by top models on on Instagram you know and feel like you have to look like that and or anything all of the stupid challenges that you have um, on social media so I, I think it's nice to be to be told that you know how to use it yeah like we have evolved from like working it out ourselves. yeah like picking up this twig twisting it oh it makes a fire but it's like can anyone really want really work out how to use social media like do we need to be taught it or can you work it out yourself like you can work it out yourself but i feel like it's important to get prepared for it because it's a huge thing that will affect your mind and your your on your daily basis your welfare I mean? your like yeah absolutely Lifestyle, like, yeah so it, of course you can figure out how to use it it's not hard i'm just saying uh, how to use it properly how how not to let it affect you in a bad way only how, basically how to be told how to use it in a good way you know what i mean to take all of the good things for you that are going to be useful for your lifestyle that's what i mean yeah <laughs> do you want to stop it sure do you mind <laughs> if you have anything else in mind or no just kind of let it just come to an end naturally like okay sure anything else you want to talk about no okay <laughs> Ugh. <laughs>